I am old enough to remember the 80s and 90s and the early 2000s. We got very spoiled. Things have not been so good with Miami football for the past 20 years. Is the U ever going to be back? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. We know that Miami, when they gave that 10-year, $80 million reported deal to Mario Cristobal, they didn't do it because they want Miami to keep being mediocre, right? The administration, the trustees, the powers that be, they want Miami football to come back. Will the U ever be back? And in order to have this discussion properly, we had to bring on the truth teller. (laughs) Okay, because every time we bring on Bruce Warner here on a Tuesday, it's like an injection of truth serum. And Bruce, you've seen it all right. When we first had Jan, you mentioned you became a supporter of the University of Miami football team in 82. So that was right on the cusp of their first national title. You've seen five national championships. You've been through all the highs and lows of the past 41 years. When I ask you, can the U ever be back? Be honest with me. The answer is yes. Obviously, the answer is yes, because who we have now in place and the financial structure that Miami now has, which can compete with some of the teams that are there year in and year out. So the answer is yes. How? That's the key question. And I've said to you before off the air, and I'll say it again, uh, and everybody says it's not just Bruce. They got to win. So they have Clemson, Texas A&M, North Carolina and Florida State are the four big games. I don't believe they've won a big game since the Notre Dame game, and that was when Mark Rick was here. That was six years ago. or Yeah, six. So they have to beat some of those teams. They could lose to A&M, in my opinion, because it's a non-ACC game. That, that wouldn't bother me as much. But they can't get smoked by Clemson. They can't get destroyed by Florida State, and they've got to beat North Carolina. It's about time. So I would say if they win two out of those four, then you could at least make the the comment. Of course, they have to win the other games as well because they're all – Pitt's not a slouch. We've we've lost to them a few times now. So it's winning. Yes, everything they're doing in the offseason is great. You mentioned it on your show the other day. There's a lot of injuries. A lot of these kids are not getting a chance to play together in the spring. But they have to win two, one or two signature games. They can't go six and six. They've got to go seven yeah. and five, eight and four, get into a ball game, win the ball game, keep up the momentum. I don't think anybody expects an ACC title. They don't expect to be in the playoffs this year. But all those recruits that you had that you talked about on your show the other day with what's his name? The guy? Oh, John Garcia Jr. Yes, he's really yeah. good. It's but and there's a lot of names that Miami can get. They got to get the South Florida kids. They've yeah. got to get these kids. And if they can get some of these kids because they're winning games, eight and four would be really good. Then I think they could make it all the way back in the next year, two or three. I, I just believe it. Now, if they crap out again this year, then all bets are off. Then that means that Mario picked bad coaches last year. Mm. I don't know if he knows what he's doing this year because you got to admit, a lot of people say he can't coach. 
A right. lot of people compared him to Butch. Butch had great recruits. Didn't really think he was a great game day coach. So we'll see. We, I, I don't know. I trust Mario because when we were in a Mario Cristobal, I trust Mario. Cristobal. Beautiful. Look at that. <laughs> see, I'm all in on Mario Cristobal, but uh, only so long as, you know, we continue to see the improvement. And you got to give him credit. He gutted his team and the coaching yeah. staff. Right. Yeah, and, and and do you do you feel like um, so because it, it's weird how Canes fans talk from both sides of their mouth, right? Because last year everyone complained about the assistant coaches. Oh, this Gaddis guy, terrible. Uh, Kevin Steele, what is this guy doing? They wanted all these coaches out, and then when Mario did clean house with the staff, the same people are like, "How can you expect to win when you change all the coaches? Wait, didn't you want this?" But you know, so I, I think you and I are on the same track here that. As frustrating as it was that a lot of these coaching hires last year just didn't work out, I can give Mario credit for addressing it and trying to fix it. Well, I, I've said this before. With last year's roster and the injuries on the offensive line, if they would have had Shula, Vince Lombardi, and uh, and Bill Walsh, they still might not have won because they didn't have the talent. Yeah. And, and the talent they did have was all banged up. So they won five games. They lost seven games. But he gutted the team, which is what I told you. He knew last spring that would have to happen. And the coaching staff, I think that even surprised him. But they weren't great recruiters. They don't work 18 hours a day like Mario wanted. He had too many veteran coaches that were beyond that already. So now we'll see. But um, I'm a little concerned about all the guys banged up. And um, But if they can get everybody, if mostly everybody is healthy, I think they're going to be good next year, really good. I think eight and four is a very realistic possibility, but they've got to win at least one or two of those four games. They can't crap out against the upper echelon teams and say we're back. Now, could you, if they were to go, let's say eight and four, but they don't make it to the ACC championship game and there's no more divisions, which is the top two records now uh, in the ACC. if, If they were to go, let's say, eight and four, seven and five, but they don't play for the ACC championship. Is that still a successful season to you or do they need to be in that title game? No, they can go eight and four, not being in the title game. I don't want yeah. seven and five, eight and four. Okay. Okay. Not being in the title game. That means they've won two out of every three games. They probably got beaten in the last minute once or twice, which is okay. Um, but I said to you two weeks ago, if that offensive line gets straightened out, I don't know who's going to stop us offensively unless our, all our running backs are hurt. You know, we can't lose. Cheney's he's a question mark. Fletcher hasn't played in one second yet, and he's not even here yet. Um, I don't think Parrish can carry the load. So we've got to – Cheney has to be healthy, and I think Citizen has to be healthy so he gets his minutes. Uh, but I don't think anybody's going to stop this team if they're healthy. And, that, and I'm saying that I think that George is going to step up this year. I don't know too much. I don't know. I think Horton may play a big role in this. I'm a little concerned about Ladson. I don't know what he's capable. He's been at Clemson for a few years, here for one year. So to me, he's not the game breaker. But I do believe in Kobe Young, and I think he's going to be much better this year. So I, I, I think our offense will be good. Defensively, which we touched on, I still worry about the D line. Yeah. Some of those guys aren't even there now. And I don't even think they have the, the run stuffing tackle. But I think we're going to be better this year all across the board, better coach, well-prepared, much better than last year, jacked up for games as opposed to falling behind early all the time. I saw that when, uh, when um, you know, Diaz was here. We came out of the locker room like, 
what the hell did they do always? They're not even prepared. Yeah. So I, totally. I don't, I don't want to see that anymore. But I yeah. think your overall answer is yes. But this year is the springboard year for what could happen in the future. That's how I look at it. And they better find the real quarterback because this is it for Van Dyke. The truth teller says Miami can come back, and he even gave you the blueprint of how that has to happen. I want to take a deeper dive on the wide receivers. You touched on a couple of those guys. And I want to take a deeper dive on Van Dyke because for whatever reason, the last uh, four or five days of shows, it's become a hot-button topic here. Some people don't like the fact that I'm, I'm so high on what Van Dyke can be in this new offense under Shannon Dawson. So we will talk about that and more right here on Locked on Canes. Guys. I want to talk about FanDuel Sportsbook. We're having the best time. The NCAA tournament continues to heat up. Now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. You have nothing to lose with that first bet. That's awesome. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to threes drained, plus... FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. I love that feature. Do not miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Then you can make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. Make sure you make Locked On College Basketball your second listen. Andy Patton and Isaac Shade, as we go deeper in the tournament, these guys have all the breakdowns, big-name guests, uh, all sorts of expert opinions. Locked On College Basketball, much like us, they're available free everywhere you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Here on Locked On Canes, Alex Dono joined by our good friend Bruce Warner, Tuesday staple here on the show. You know, Bruce, you talked a little bit, and I like what you said there, about guys like uh, Colby Young, Isaiah Horton, who's so far so good in spring ball. He's looking really good. Jacoby George, you think, is going to step up. Um, and also, I look at how important the wide receiver play is going to be this season, Bruce. Um, Miami is taking a shot at a number of the top quarterbacks in the 2024 class. Well, these quarterbacks are not going to want to commit to Miami if they're not seeing production on the field at wide receiver because they want to see what kind of weapons they're going to throw the football to. So Ray Ray Joseph and Robbie Washington, the youngest guys in that receiving room, are also going to be incredibly important because a 2024 quarterback commit is going to be thrown to these guys a lot. Uh, receiver was a massive weakness for Miami last year. Can they start turning that into a strength this season? Yeah, of course they can. I, look, I, I we talked about Van Dyke, who I know you want to talk about. But if he can go back to the way he was in 2021 in the last six games, there's no stopping that kid. He's pretty smart, and he really wants this bad – he needs it badly yeah. for, his, for his future. Um, yeah, they don't really have the blue-chip receivers, but I think also these kids are looking at what the offensive coordinator, what the scheme he's running, because he doesn't want to see what we saw last year. Nobody wants to see that. So I think it's a combination. I think it's more so Dawson than it is the receivers. Because mm -hmm. if, if they're good, which they are, that's why Miami's after these kids. If their passing game is better and their offense is better, and we're just throwing up points, they'll want to come to Miami. They don't want to see what we saw last year. Nobody does. Um, you know, and, and, and can I go back for one second? You made a comment about sure. fans, fans complaining. Look. I've been doing this for a really long time. And I know fans bitch and complain. I, I read about it when I'm looking at different sites and whatever. Uh, but you know what's funny? A lot of these guys are right. 
when as a group they're complaining about Gaddis and they're complaining mm-hmm. about this and that, not all the hypocrites, but a lot of these guys, I give them a lot of credit because yeah, I'm a fan. I didn't, I'm not playing now. I'm not coaching, but when I see something I don't like, I open my mouth. And so I, they're not always wrong. You could complain yeah. about what they say, like, you know, one or two guys didn't like me last week. I, <laughs> I saw their comments, you know, look, you can say what you want about me. I don't really care anymore. But when it comes to Alex, I've always been a fan of his. And he knows oh, darn thank well. You. He knows darn well that when I kid around with him, I'm just kidding. Oh, of course. And he, and he knows it. So don't don't get on me for saying something to Alex. He's my friend. I've always <laughs> yeah. supported him. We got a we got a couple of comments last week because my uh, like in my email signature and if anyone if anyone in our audience has ever had the privilege of receiving an email from me, uh, I I kind of tongue in cheek my email signature is broadcasting legend and icon. Right. Um, I should probably take that out because some people don't realize <laughs> it's a bit of a joke. I think Bruce knew it was a joke, but you poked fun at me last week for my email signature and people were coming after you. But don't come after Bruce for that. Legend, what the hell am I? <laughs> That's what I said. I've been doing well, this. A long time, but whatever. It's your show, man, and I support you. I told you that. <laughs> Listen, if you don't, nobody really knows. But I wanted you to do a show with me last last football season. Yeah. If you got this, I said go for it, man. Just go for it. So, and then you were talking about you had this other show has a lot of big names. I'm going to put a lot of big names on your show too because oh I've talked to you about it. We're yeah. going to get some really good names. I love that. Yeah, because we're, we're, we're going to get to – and just to give people a heads up on that. So we're going to get to a point when spring football is over and you get into that kind of lull between spring football and when the official visits and recruiting start ramping up in the summer. Bruce and I, he's going to help me load up the show with great former Canes players. So we're – oh, man, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. But, but before we talk about the future, let's, it's going to be great. Well, let, let's talk a, a little bit more about the present here, Bruce, um, uh, because, you know, I had a lot of people reach out to me because I, I, you know, when I talk about Tyler Van Dyke, I, I've said it. And this is what my eyes have shown me in practice spring this year, fall last year, spring last year. Uh, he's he's the best quarterback in Miami's quarterback room. And it's not close. Like, it's not like like Jakari Brown and Emery Williams or even Jake Garcia last year were not, like, on the cusp of taking his job. So I've said Van Dyke, to me, is the starter barring injury, okay? And a couple people said to me, why are you trying to hand the job to Van Dyke? I'm not trying to hand him anything. If someone outplays him, by all means, take the starting job. But Van Dyke is the best quarterback on the team right now. It's not close. It's not close. It's not even remotely close. I'm very worried about what happens if he goes down because it's only been a handful of months since Jacory played the way he played last year. Yeah. He's got some good moments, but you just can't throw a ball to a wide open Estrepo 20 yards over his head, which was, that was a surefire touchdown. So, and, and I like Williams, but he's, and he's got a lot of the things that Van Dyke has. He's a big kid. He can throw. He's, he's smart. He's no experience. None. Not at this level. So when I, I keep coming back to the same darn thing, the offensive line, the offensive line, the offensive line, if they block, if Zion is healthy and there's seven or eight deep in there, they'll be fine. Cause I think they're going to really be very physical this coming season. So that'll help Van Dyke, but the other kids are going to have to step up and, yeah. you know, we'll see what happens. But I, I, I'm very excited about Van Dyke this year. This is his year. He can either make himself an NFL pick or you could be home, you know, watching TV or doing shows like you. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't be that bad at it, Van Dyke. Rock, Rock with Tyler Van Dyke. <laughs> oh, I, I would absolutely love that. 
Uh, you know, on the defensive side of the football, Bruce, you know, we, we've talked about just how many guys in the uh, in spring football are just not participating on the defensive line. You know, we we won't see Leonard Taylor in the spring, for example, Jake Lichtenstein, Jafari Harvey. The, the list goes on and on and on of guys we're we're not seeing in the spring. Uh, but there's certainly there's an abundance of depth of pass rushers, much less depth on the inside um where do you stand on leonard taylor because leonard taylor if you go by the analytics you really crunch the numbers he was incredibly productive but for whatever reason kevin Steele didn't want to use leonard taylor that much i didn't think he got enough snaps last year do you think lt can be a great anchor defensive tackle this season i like the kid i like his upside i've seen him play in spurts can't play in spurts yeah Jason Taylor is going to be all over him, even though he's he's not a defensive tackle coach. You've got to play every down like you're coming out of the game and never getting back in there. You've got to play hard. So, yeah, he's a really good pass rusher from the inside, but he's got to be able to stop the run. He's got to contain himself from over-pursuing, from being too aggressive and letting guys just slide right by him on draws and things like that. So, yeah, I, I think he's got a big side potential, but you need somebody next to him. You know, you have to have somebody next to him as well. We lost Daryl Jackson. Who's taking his place? I don't know. Right. And then, and, and if we did know, they're not even there now. You, you mentioned all those things. You didn't mention Hunt. He's not there either. Yeah, he's not there either. You're right. He's not there either. And so it's going to be very difficult for Gidry to put this together. But you got to hope that they're all healthy. So when they get there in the fall or even in the summer workouts, that they're strong. They're, they're healthier. They're not limping around. They're not, you know, like Zion Nelson. I don't think anybody can tell what he's going to do next year because his health. These other guys, I'm assuming they're being, they're sitting out because they just need a few minutes. Um, but not a few minutes, a few months to get better. Yeah. I, I, I Listen, I like the players that we have. I just don't know if we can stop the run unless we keep rotating guys in and out. And that's also a part of the linebackers. You got young kids, a lot of young kids yeah. at linebacker. Now, again, He's not a young kid, but Mal Goa's brother. I hope he wins the inside linebacker position. But he's big. You need some, You need a hitter. You need an experienced guy in the middle. So if he doesn't beat out, um, what's his name? I forgot his name. Uh, Corey Flag. Yeah, Flag. Like last year when they got the kid from UCLA, Caleb Johnson. He didn't do anything. Yeah. What the hell did he do? Nothing. So he was he was no different than Flag. Got to have somebody. You have to have somebody step up. And I like a Gary, but he's a kid. You know, I like some of these guys they got, but they're kids. They haven't played any. Do you think they're going to have to rely on a lot of kids this year? Like I, cause you know, cause there are certain, there are certain players and I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. I think there's going to be a lot of young guys who get in on, on rotations if they're not necessarily starters. I mean, Francis Malingoa, if he doesn't end up the starting right tackle, he's going to be like right there uh, heavily in that rotation. Uh, I think Okun Lola can end up, very much in the rotation as well, who's another five-star offensive tackle. You know, I, I I don't know how much we're going to see the true freshman receivers, but I do think we could see Robbie Washington doing some stuff on special teams because he's right. a really good returner. I talked about him with Larry Bluestein last week. Um, some of the linebackers, like I, I could see Malik Bryant, you know, yeah, getting, get, getting, getting some burn like on, on pass rushing downs. Uh, Caleb Spencer, I could see getting some burn at safety. Miami's not that deep at that position. He's been looking really good. Like if we see, let's say we could see more than a half dozen true freshmen play pretty serious roles on the team this year. Does that worry you about potential win loss totals? 
No, those guys aren't going to make a big difference. Maybe maybe Malagoa. They, you got to see the upturn now because you got Bersaint, who's in his second year. He gained some weight. He had he, yeah. he had flashes. And Nigella Kelly flashes. So those are the guys that in the second year that they need to show that they're better than they were. Uh, I, listen, I, I think there are kids from last year that got some experience should help, even in the secondary. You know, I want to see some of these kids play. I don't know if the true freshmen are going to matter, except for maybe, obviously, Bain. Bain's going to play because he's yeah. a player. Bain will play. They'll move him inside, outside. I'm telling you, they're going to, have to line him up as a linebacker on certain pass rushes. They'll have their, their linemen rushing, and he'll be coming off the edge. Uh, I'm excited about the defense because now we, we we now identify with some of these names, and we got rid of the coaches that were just like, how do you give up six bombs? Four of them against Middle Tennessee State. How do you do that? So I think we're much better off all across the board. Yeah, I'm excited about this season. I just hope that if everybody's healthy, I'll take my chances. I think Miami's going to be much improved this year. Much improved. We always appreciate the time here from the truth teller, Bruce Warner. Bruce, yeah, we're, we're almost done. And I, I'm meaning to ask you, like, can people find you on social? I know you're on Facebook. Are you on Twitter? Do you have a TikTok or anything? Where can people I don't, find I don't, you? I don't do any of that stuff. I just talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't, I, I'm not. I, I got so much stuff going on, my law practice and, and, and stuff in my family. You know, I got a 22 month old granddaughter who got kicked out of preschool. What? So, yeah. So that's what we've been doing all week, dealing with them and getting them to another school. It's Jeez. not always about sports for me. Now, is that like a for, for this 22 month old? How do you get kicked out of preschool 22 month old? Fighting. Oh, no. Fighting. Okay. <laughs> future Kane. I want to see her uh, on the women's basketball team. Or uh, their whole family is is Florida State, but oh. I, I, I swear, I, I listen to this. When she was a year old, I taught her, when I do this, she claps. They are, they're, they're so mad at me. Now they have a one month old and I'm working on her too. <laughs> yes. Let's freaking go. Bruce Warren, an ambassador for the Canes in the community and with America's youth. We love it. So Bruce, thank you so much for taking the time. We will talk to you again uh, next Tuesday, sir. All right, let's do an hour. Let's do okay. We'll do an hour next week. All right. I want to pre everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to and watch Locked on Canes. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, you can make sure you subscribe to our feed, give us a five-star rating and review. And if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to our channel and hit that like button, smash that thumbs up. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.